Yo, welcome to Black Apocalypse. Yeah. Black Apocalypse. Yeah. Black Apocalypse. 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 It's hey guys, man. Welcome to Black Office Podcast Media. I got Nigel, Simon, and Leanne. Drinking wine, drinking wine. Actually, I don't even know if can Leanne Lee or hear us at all. Hold on, if I if I if I turn this sideways, will it go bigger? Yeah, yeah, turn it sideways, man. I can hear. Is that better? Ah, oh, that's better. Ah, look at that. Oh, finally! <laughs> We've been saying this for years. Turn you. What's that? Phone. This way, landscape. Yeah, but you know something? It wouldn't work before, but the thing is, I can't do it on my computer. Oh, yeah, yeah that's it. Wait, yeah, but your computer would already be landscape, wouldn't it? I don't know why it's doing, man. Damn thing. What's your, what's your, in fact, no, listen, we'll talk about this after. This is the show, man. Let's not talk about specifications and zoom specifications, right? <laughs> huh? right talk about specifications, man. I ordered a Mac today, uh, last week. I ordered a new Mac. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, man. I don't know what it is, man, but my credit card was declined or something went wrong, man. I was like, sad, you know, because we're like, yeah, it's on the way. I was like, you know what that is? You know, you know, you know what that is, don't you? That is, that is the gods of money saying, Save your money, Wayne. Don't waste your money upon the new computer. You don't need no new computer yet, Wayne. Hang on to your pennies because something better is going to come along or even cheaper. I don't know. A yeah, Mac? Have you ever tried to buy a Mac? <laughs> Dude, while well, well, we're in so early, man, we need to discuss this hair. I need to get a good look at this hair. What's going on here? Which hair? Who's hands or mine? Your hair. No, Leanne's hair is amazing. Like, it's amazing. Natural, you go, sister. Oh, Wayne, Wayne's, got it, Wayne's got it toned down now. Yeah, no, yeah, what, was that, what was that style you said last week? I had the four pom-poms in it. The four pom-poms. The, pom, the pom-pom head. Yeah. <laughs> Let me have a look at this hair, man. Show me this hair, man. But it's just, me, you know what it is? I Actually, just just the hair that I did last night. I just twisted it. That's it. I just twisted it up because it was uh-huh. out of control. So it's nothing... It's not like back in the day when we used to have the um, the plaits or even the cornrows going to the side. Yeah, it's not yeah. like that. I mean, it is kind of like as that, but it's just just twists, man. That's it. Just twists. As as as, as, my, as like my nan would, as my nan would say, "Him here, pretty as a sham." <laughs> How about yourself, Nige? What 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 regime you got going on with yours? <laughs> so I always did. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm on I, I'm on wind flow right now, so we, I'm, we, I'm on about I'm, I'm on about being. I'm, I'm all about being aerodynamic and being able to move, move, move quickly. Aerodynamic. You got a hat on, man. I know say your hair ain't going to last too much longer. You've got 10 years left, man, and then you're going to be you're going to be joining the Phil Collins crew, mate. Actually, <laughs> no, I don't mind. Saying that, uh, it starts going back like a, like a, like a receding uh, shoreline, man. I'm, that's coming off. My mind's boiling. Yeah, Do you think... You know, do you think actually wearing a hat contributes to hair loss? Yep. I used to have beautiful hair, man. I used to wear a hat all the time. You know what killed my hair? I'll be honest. You know what killed my hair? Permanent. My mum my killed my hair because she really? said to get it permed. Oh, they yeah. Some, yeah. Put, they, put some, they put battery acid on my head 
and expected it to make my hair go straight and all what happened is my head went crinkled. <laughs> okay. This- hey, you know what? We're getting our guest, man. We're getting our guest. Okay. Yes. Where's our guest coming from? Wait there. there. Let's see. Hey, Mr. DJ. Hey. What's yes, going on, man? man? <laughs> and yeah, hey. sorry. Uh, was, yeah. You, was you asleep? No, no, I, I, I'm here with my brother and I totally forgot we were talking about stuff and I thought somehow it's going to ring me or somebody's going to like, I don't know. Uh-oh. I totally forgot. Sorry, man. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's nighttime over there. No, no, he's in Germany too, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, in, I'm in Frankfurt right now. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, we're, it's about like... Uh, Anyway, nine. It's like nine, nine twenty. This is a DJ Sherry, by the way. DJ Sherry is like the probably one of the most famous DJs in. Is that an overstatement? I don't know, man. He's one of the most famous German uh, DJs, at least the Frankfurt area, and maybe, okay. maybe Germany too. I don't know, man. I think you're quite known. Isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. It's one of those things. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, well, anyway, you go. It's like people always ask me, "Yeah, when's DJ Sherry coming back?" And I'm like. And that's when I was in Mannheim, when I'm in like Stuttgart, and I'm like, wait there, you know DJ Sherry? Yeah, man, he's one of the best DJs. So you, yeah, you been doing it for a while, though. Yeah, maybe that's what, what. What 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 genre do you prefer, man? Um, well, to be honest, man, I, I really love music. So I I just got this simple simplest way to look at it. There's either like good music or shit music, at least for me. <laughs> What a brilliant answer. <laughs> you know, sort of every tune. I've been saying that for tune, years, man. Every tune means something to somebody. Some people will say, yeah. oh my God, what is that? Others will go, oh my, you know, oh, you know, that is beautiful. So you're absolutely right there, man. It's about opinions, but I like that answer. And I catch myself really liking songs in all kinds of genres. You know, like there might, might be some techno song even that touches me, you know, and... Uh, mm-hmm. And depending on the mood, yeah. So yeah, yeah. As a producer, I, I started with like electronic music, but um, only because it was harder to make money with hip hop, where my heartbeat yeah. was going. Yeah. So, I, I loved the hip hop. I, I lived hip hop. I grew up with hip hop. Like we, like we were like in the beginning, you know. Like, uh, but unfortunately, especially in Germany, it was really hard to make money on the, on, on the hip-hop side. Yeah, I suppose it was very underground. The same as the UK, I would imagine, because like, we're talking about, what, the, the 80s, the, the 90s? Yeah, 90s, early 90s, yeah. Yeah, so it was a tough time, man. It, it was, I mean, like, it was good music out there, but I, I suppose unless you was in the States, that's where the power of the, yeah. the, the mass, the mass, the mass, or the bigger mass market would have kind of really worked out, so... Yeah, man. Was you a break dancer as well? Did you do any break dancing? Um, I was never much of a dancer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just spin on my head, man. That's why I'm bald. Spin on my head too much. <laughs> um, no, I was too afraid for, to break my bones, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so oh, yeah anyway so so dj dj you was like the official um so you started off in hip-hop back in the day um yeah, you're one of the I, pioneers in in germany of bringing hip-hop to germany in fact yes um like when i when i started djing of course there was nowhere hip-hop in the clubs so yeah. hip-hop and uh 
you still had like to it was always the clubs demanding certain music or or also being scared of like the hip hop crowd could be less uh, uh spending money or something i don't know it was always yeah. uh, those fears and uh when i when i started hip hop at the Dorian Grave airport the, the airport itself was was such a wicked place it was like one of the top clubs in the world yeah. just the fact it was inside the frankfurt airport and uh, also it was known for techno okay. and i came in i wow. came in friday um and the day the name of the day was techno club but the dorian gray itself had like different clubs inside right okay so i went for the small club and i was like look guys i'm not going to go with techno so um i don't know why we came up with some stupid name it was called easy going <laughs> and it's just on the easy going <laughs> there was like the easy going side and uh, i stopped playing hip hop and and you know funny thing was like uh, back then the techno kids they would always wear adidas suits right with the three stripes and stuff and me coming from hip hop that was like so hip hop to me so it was just natural for me to just start my own hip hop day over there and yeah. I got like I infected like I, I remember there was so many of those hardcore techno fans that became my hip hop heads. Really wicked. Uh, wicked. They, didn't have, they didn't have to buy new clothes. They could just keep it. Go stay for one to the other, man. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So we we developed like a hip hop hip hop oasis in Frankfurt, and uh, I remember the first. Uh, music ma magazines and stuff would put reports about it that there is actually a club playing hip hop mm -hmm. it was so like wow in germany hip hop and uh it de developed quite fast i guess yeah yeah it's kind of wow. weird cuz i've met people who would like especially german guys who will say hip hop was invented in germany and i'm like um no <laughs> <laughs> i swear i've heard this I've heard this. Dirk Von Turk Nick Anyway, yeah, no. Who's saying hip hop was done in Germany? Uh, just some some German boys who probably listen to some sort of German hip hop and then decide that. I suppose. I suppose. I suppose the thing is. I suppose you know because I suppose there is German hip hop, isn't there? And you know so what amazes influenced? me. Yeah, yeah. But what amazes me is when you so, for example, France. Um, when you go to Turkey, North Africa, you know, a lot of countries have got their own what you would class as hip hop. Um, but I suppose the origin, the origins always kind of are what we'd say based in, you know, America, but, um, yeah. you know, hip hop's in every, hip hop's in every culture, man. Even when I went to Bali last year, there's some Bali guys singing some hip hop tunes, man. The tunes was heavy. You know, I don't know what, I don't know the word they were saying, but I know the beats was heavy. No, Russian hip hop head. was good, actually. Russian hip hop. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. Hey. So... Again, so it brings us to the point, like, let's just keep music as good and bad music. And some, some, I mean, it's all about rhythm. And yeah. it's so hard to say. I was talking to Curtis Blow, like, like Curtis Blow, the dad, daddy of hip hop, you know. Yeah. Uh, and even he was saying, like, man, this rap thing goes so far back. Like, even in the 20s, guys yeah. would, like, rap to the girls or, you know, like, yeah. be, be rude or, you know, turn cover yeah. in the rap. Yeah. So it goes way back, and music is like we 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 are, we are all born with the heartbeat. So already we get the yeah. rhythm. Yeah, right? for real, man. For real, because there's certain tunes that just 
Just, just Rocky Hart, man. Yeah. <laughs> Simon knows that, man. Simon, Simon knows that. the music, man. Yeah, yeah so, heart, so, so anyway, um, so okay, so you came, you, you started off. Who were like the the pioneers then? Like, obviously, of German hip hop, because when did that that must have came around? Because it was like, I think, I don't know if it was Fantastic Four or some some guys. Yeah, was, there was two groups at the same time. It was uh, the the three P crew, like the Rödelheim Hartheim project, mm-hmm. where I was kind of involved in. Sorry, uh, and then. Uh, there was the Fantastic Four, yeah. There's yeah. like the two hip hop pioneers in Germany, yeah. And it's still going on now, in Fantastic Four, because I heard they released a song a year ago or something. Um, well, they're grandpas now, aren't they? Yeah, but the old man, but they're still doing the songs. I'm like, what? <laughs> in America, still got some of the OGs and still doing their thing like right now, you know. Yeah. They're more invested yeah, yeah. in the young and, and, and helping the next generation, but they're passing on their knowledge. And, Unfortunately, you know, none of it is. Is relevant. Maybe it's relevant to them. I'm not dissing anyone, but unfortunately, the music industry won't allow this to be relevant. The music has become yeah. something like, like I, I look at it or compare it to food. Of course, we have good restaurants, brilliant chefs, and we have McDonald's and Burger King. Mm. And um, yeah. music has come to the point where the industry don't support. Uh, they they won't support. Um, the, the good chef because they're too expensive. So it's yeah. too much head. like some some brilliant artist like Prince is just headache for the company. He's not controllable. Yeah. So instead they rather keep the, the fast food going. And and music is so that the I remember like when I was uh, fourteen I used to love a song, go on the bike for days, try and find the record and and yeah. still, I rem- I know where the record is because I still love that record, you know. Yeah. And uh, I feel that. now, like compared to my daughter, she goes and uh, buys the Beyonce album, and then five days later, she's killing it off her iTunes uh, because she's buying a new album, and she's like, "Yeah, I've listened to it for five days." Yeah. You know, it's like, that's, that's a life <laughs> of so true, man. Seriously, man. Fast- uh- I used to buy albums and they would literally be, I never used to buy singles. I, if, I, if I ever heard a song, I'd always go and look for the album by that artist or that group. Yeah. And generally yeah. you'd pick up some serious, some gems. Some, what you'd never hear in the club, you'd never hear them out. But if you ever like DJed with them and people heard them like, yeah, where's this tune from? Um, but I've got certain albums that used to be on rotation. Street Sounds Volume 1, I think, with Dreamer. Uh, sitting back without a word. I'm not going to try and sing it. I'll ruin it. But listen, man, that was on rotation, man. A, a side and B side, oh, then A side, then B side, then A side, then yeah. B side. So I wore out needles, man. <laughs> well, yeah, yes. you're right, man. Right now, it's so instamatic. It's, it's like having a meal, isn't it? Oh, I can get my Drake fix. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if Drake and Chris Brown, they're, they're like releasing almost two, three, four albums in a year yeah that means they're already coming with expi- expiration dates it's like yeah it's that's so true, fast yeah. it's just yeah. everything happening that's and true. and that's what what also counts for the rankings on, on on the internet again because it's a digital world so they're depending on those frequent releases and and uh, it's just it's just sad the way the music industry takes on one side and the other side is good that uh 
people are able to do their own shit as well. You know, you're mm -hmm. not really depending on the music industry no more. Yeah. In your in, in your opinion, we had we had a discussion about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, decade, which decade brought, has, has brought has been the most defining period? The eighties, the nineties, or the noughties, or the seventies? You told me. <laughs> well, I think. I mean, I, I wish I was there in the seventies. I, I mean, as an adult, um, uh -huh. like I, I think it was. It must have been brilliant how yeah. how the whole disco era was born. Yeah. Disco was something new, and all you really had to do is like just pump up the music, put a mirror ball somewhere, and already you had a disco. <laughs> I suppose it was like rave back, back then it was, I suppose it was the equivalent of a rave wasn't it because like you said pop a, pop a glitter board and put on some <laughs> <laughs> everyone nah, nah, I'm going to tell you the story of rave so there's some, at least some, something someone told me before but uh, yeah so for the disco era once that was born and it kept like holding on to the 70s going to the 80s but the mid 80s or late 80s i remember when i came in as a kid i remember like meeting disco club owners being desperate because now it wasn't like just a mirror ball wouldn't be enough they needed more than just a mirror but they needed a good system and they needed, they needed yeah. good djs good music yeah. so there was more yeah. And uh, so, so the disco has de had developed. It was in, in its teenage years. And, mm. you know, teenagers can be really difficult. So then, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so then uh, all these different uh, styles and sounds and, I guess, before it was just disco, you know, all you had to do is, like, play the rhythm and put some... <laughs> and that was it. Thunder and lightning, man. I'm going to mute. <laughs> Yo, go inside, man. Go on. What? Yeah. Anyways, but then the rave thing. Um, I remember one time uh, talking to to Robert Cool, and he was saying uh, how how rave was born. He was saying like uh, back in the days, like the black people in America, they couldn't really go to clubs; they wouldn't let them in. Uh -huh. So. They oh, would yeah, just, I live that. I live that dream. <laughs> yes, so they, they would just like that's how raves. That's what he was telling me. How raves started back then. It was all about like fun. I think and... I, think, I, I, mean, I can relate to that because I mean, being younger, I mean, I'm a bit older than these these other two young looking princes, you know, and this, and this, <laughs> and this princess next to me. I mean, me a big, me a big man. But I remember being, you know, couldn't get into clubs in the city centre. That either being an excuse, you either had the wrong shoes the wrong shirt yeah. and then sometimes they just play it and they say nah maybe we've got enough in tonight I mean, like, and you'd say like, like enough enough what enough like you you were like oh, okay so for me when rave came around and it was like you can wear whatever the hell you like yeah. or yeah. not yeah. oh my god it was like heaven i'd turn up in my trainers my shell suit yeah. you know, i used to go there looking so ragged on but it was like because of the freedom of it wasn't no dress sense it was about the music yeah. That yeah. to me, that for me was a defining, that, that for me when I talk about decades was a defining period because I think that opened up um, dance. <coughs> Good grief. That opened up dance to a much bigger market. Yes, man. Right, I'm going to go, go on, yeah. man, because I was going to let my dog go. Okay, so, so, so DJ. Yes, man. DJ Sherry, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. I don't know if you've got a question. You've got, you got anything you want to ask?
No, I was just me. saying, did you just get that link I just sent you now? Yeah, I got the link, yeah. Um, give me some. Yeah, I'm saying like there's certain songs that I grew up on that I just like took me back and I found this tune and I haven't heard it in like so many years, man. I wanted to know if you if you remembered it, man. And this was like one of them songs that... Uh, hideaway. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's a 90s dance sort of track and I don't know if that DJ show... Um, yeah, sure, remember it as well, but have, have, a, have a listen to that if you can get it on. I don't, I don't think this was... No, nah, this was... Um, I mean, I guess it will. I'll put this through the speaker. Hardaway, I know Hardaway. Yeah, oh, nine. DeLacy, DeLacy. Do you know that? Does that ring a bell, DJ Sherry? DeLacy. I know Hardaway. Uh, I'm shit with names, though. Uh, I... We can't hear that, you know, by the way, I'll start I, I can't... Um, it's, it's not loaded. Right, Sherry. My internet's like really, really bad at the moment. I'll try and get it on in a bit. Um, I am on being... So, so... What um, was like the songs that are really like, like blew you away that just made you have to go into music or the one that you really want to get on when you... Man, there's, 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 there's so many of them. Like, uh, <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. So, I've got a more specific question. I've got a more specific question. Obviously, you've been doing what you've been doing for a long time now. So yes. if you was coming to show somebody maybe in two or three tracks that you are a music connoisseur and that you understand, <laughs> you know, you, you've got the A's, what would you play Pressure. for them? Uh, uh, yeah, wow. <laughs> boy, 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 never, boy, never Simon, that's out of order, man. You've what kind of question is that, man? You've never yeah, been yeah, 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 A professional DJ, a professional DJ would have to survey his audience, he'd know his audience, you can't just throw that at him now. <laughs> oh man, I'm just saying, you know. You know, hard, yeah, you know if, I, if, I, if I had an audience, if I had an audience of of of, of, of Caucasians and I had to play music to make them happy, I'd be putting on you know, a bit of heavy metal, maybe or something else or something else. But <laughs> I'm not gonna put on no no no, no, no heavy heavy day, heavy heavy day in the boys. Now that we found love, what are we gonna do? They wouldn't appreciate that. You get me? So, <laughs> 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 all right. Yeah. But that 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 one particular tune, like one of my favorite songs. Like, if there was a top ten, I, I would say. That one would definitely go in, but not the heavy D version. I would okay. much more go by the third world version. Yeah, the lies, the lies, the Yeah, I think I heard it. Um, it might be on, on a radio or it may be even a record, and it's live, and you can hear the crowd, and you can feel that, yeah. feel the actual atmosphere of where they're playing. I think it might be a stadium or something, but yeah. yeah. But uh, man, yeah, there's so much there is still. I mean, still one of my still alive favorite artists, of course, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Like, uh, it's really hard to top that one. But uh, from the new artists coming up, is honestly is nothing that has blown me away. Like what, what is happening right now is just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they're m- yeah. musically uh, dyslexic. I think music today. I think he has no. Yeah. I think, I think the thing is, you got to look. I mean, the thing it's is, empty, you know, man. I, I, I used to listen to acid music. Now, if I was to put on an acid tune now. <laughs> yeah, but that's empty too. Man. Yeah, listen, but there's certain tunes that I'd be like, my head would be bouncing. We could be like, yeah, man, I remember. You know, them, them acid, proper acid. Yeah, but you had but, to take something uh, to be. You know. No, 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 no. I listened to that when I was 14, man. Yeah, I think, you... you know, this, this is the music that defines them. 
the thing is, the, the, the way to define this music today is will we still be listening to it in 10 years' time? And the reality is we won't because right now, if you put on certain tracks from the 80s, 90s, some of the noughties, people can get up and start, you know, if there's even kids who are like seven, eight, you're dancing to choose that we were listening to when we were seven and eight or between our teens. The funny thing is, Knives, is that they don't actually realise that we, we know these songs and that other people sang them usually. Like, probably, it's probably been covered two, three, four, five times. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, have you heard that tune by, you know, Dizzy Rascal and that? And then it'll be like, well, what song? You know, Money Talks. And I'm like, what are you on about, man? Like, that tune came out like, <laughs> like 30 years ago. Or yeah. <laughs> dirty Cash. You want to see about Dirty Cash and that? Like, are you yeah. going to try and tell me my mum made the tune and that? Like, it just exactly. makes me laugh, you know. Like, but it's the same even when we was growing up, we listened to a Simply Red tune and think it was like, a, I don't know, like a, an original, it'd be a cover, you know. And yeah. Well, even, yeah. even even UB40, for, for a long time, I thought that they did all their own tunes. I was like, yeah, man, they're wicked, you know. I mean, I found out that 95% of what they do is covers. It's like, oh. Yeah. Even, even Red Red Wine, was, it was sung by Dolly Parton for Backside, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say, I know one of them, and it's song, but I'm, I know one of them, so I'm going to not say nothing. <laughs> I'm going to keep No, man, they're good. What, what they do is good. Can't knock it. But Maxi Priest was better. I love Maxi Priest. Rolling along with my babe. <laughs> I think I think I'm pretty sure Nigel's trying to get a record deal today. <laughs> Such a feeling. You ain't gonna be a record deal, man. I seem like a DJ like I seem like I seem like I'm in labor. <laughs> That's true. Okay, uh, DJ DJ Sherry. Yes. So, so you ended up um working with a lot of uh artists in um this i guess in the, the american hip-hop scene uh and also you managed to get in touch with a guy who's um pretty well known and you became his uh, local dj if i understand for germany at least you became his german dj do you know what i'm talking about yeah uh yeah uh, talking about prince yeah you was the dj for prince <laughs> i didn't even know yeah. that Oh, all right. Then you talk, oh, all right. So you're talking about Puff Daddy. Then. Yeah, I'm talking about Puff Daddy. Right. I didn't know you was the DJ for Prince. Jesus. Yeah, no, Puffy was um, Puffy was was great experience though. I wasn't I wasn't planned for the tour. Like when Puffy came out with the idea to promote his his tour um, with after parties in the clubs in mm. in like twelve important cities. Yeah. Uh, worldwide was a, like was a marketing concept. Um, to get the press and everything there just just to promote his album yeah uh and he was always working with dj doop that was like he's he's man doop was puffy's dj okay and um for right. that tour doop became uh, he was he was uh, his wife was delivering a baby so he's like sherry i can't go on this tour but uh because i was with a different record company at that point puffy didn't want to Put me on the tour so he started with a with another dj mm-hmm. and the first show they had with this other dj he cancelled it off after like 10 minutes he left the club and he was like all right we're going to cancel the whole thing unless doop is going to be able to come and then doop actually uh was like puff man you gotta try like sherry is my mate he can do it and yeah. uh so then um uh, I ended up going for, for the first show, that, which was in Wiesbaden. Which, that was like the second show. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I did the second show and Puffy came right away. He came downstairs after I was like maybe 10 minutes. He came downstairs and uh, 
he didn't even tell his securities he was going to go to the DJ booth. So it was a big chaos because he just yeah. ran straight to the people. He came, he actually knocked, knocked on the back and he was like, dude, man, first of all, who the fuck are you? And <laughs> can you come please on tour with me? Could you please do this tour with me? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm Dwarf's Maid. And uh, so we, and, and from that moment, we became friends. Like we, he, he is re- very large when it comes to business. He's really mm. cool. He's really fair. And uh, we did many other projects after that. Like um, at this uh, other artist I was producing who was supposed to be on Bad Boy, but then he had some trouble because of the shooting. We end up uh, going with a different record company and stuff, but he was always cool. He was always fair and uh, very large. Yeah. Okay. My, my that's man. Kind of man. That's, that's a good thing to have on your resume. So wait there, wait there. I, I, I don't know about Prince. That's one. That's something that's new to me. Because I know you oh, can't yeah. Prince, um, Prince, I'm like, huh? Well, but it, it, it's, um, of course, like, for, for me, my, like, he was one of my biggest mentors, if you want. But uh, the way I ran into Prince was quite freaky. Um, it wasn't meant to be, like, um, it, it wasn't planned. He just right. came in uh, into a club I was working that night, and yeah. um, everybody got excited. They were, like... Prince and his crew and uh, of course they got the VIP and uh, I was supposed to DJ that night so I went outside and smoked the joint and when I came back in he smelled <laughs> it and then he said yo man like uh, next time you go out I'm sure some of my crew members would love to go with you and I was like oh yeah we can go right away <laughs> so we went outside again and uh, we were smoking and he was he was really nice he was so humble he would not look into my eyes and talk like he sat down and tell he was telling me about his new album and so at that point i said something that really pissed him off and i, I really didn't mean it that way but uh, you know it was early 90s and i knew the sound was like the 90s was the sampling sound so i said yeah man you working on your new album Mm-hmm. You should use some sampling sound. You should go for the sampling sound. Yeah. And uh, man, this little guy, he it seemed like he grew like like a devil and his voice became a lot. He, seriously, he was like... You know, yeah, he, had, he, had, he, had exce- he, had ex- he had extendable heels in his shoes, you know. Yeah, but then he was like... He, <laughs> he actually like kind of yelled at me like, who the fuck you think you're talking to do you even like who who even are you to tell me what to do you know like yeah and uh i could just uh, I, I kept saying like i'm sorry and blah but he was pissed so they took off he's like we're leaving and of course the club manager was really mad he's like what did you do <laughs> like, we had prince in here and uh yeah and then uh sometime later he he actually sent some guys to look for me for, uh, like the club owner, like club manager called me one day. He was like, Sherry, I think you're in trouble. It's like, why? What's happening? He said, it's like some dangerous looking guy. That's a big black guy. And I used to have long hair back then. And he's like, the, the way they're describing you, it's like, it's, it must be you. <laughs> and so he passed on. I was like, yeah, if I just pass on the phone. And then this deep voice came on. And the prince wants to talk to you. So he was quite large as well like he actually said sorry that's not he didn't mean us to go that way like he didn't want to lose it 
but he explained why he lost it. So he explained how he rec he was recording his album. He was saying like he recorded more than like 600 hours of sessions with like brilliant musicians. Mm -hmm. And those sessions that he recorded was going to be his sample material. Like he okay. was going to sample from so his sample bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he explained again, like his prince, he cannot just go and take James Brown's sample, you know, it's yeah, not going to yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Create, his own, create his own. And that's the thing. He, he, I mean, the guy was unique. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan, but there were certain iconic um, songs that he made. But it's only um, after he died, and I started hearing more and more of what he did, that I realised, my God, this guy was this guy was actually a genius. He was the he was uh, yeah, it, he was, man. Yeah. He was a genius. Right, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. But obviously, it's only and that's the thing that that, that is an artist. That is that is music yeah. that will last forever. <laughs> you know the thing that I actually believe, that, and the reason why I think that Prince didn't get the props that he got. I mean, he was classed as an icon even in in, in his heyday and stuff. So he got um, recognition. But he was yeah. in a time where there was loads of icons, you know, really floating about. I'd say now, we're in an age where there's less and less real, I I'd say, global I icons. Prince, 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 Prince was big. Changed the game. Prince but was also, big, man. You should also bear in mind, Prince was, like, from mid-90s on, he was boycotted by all industry and radio and TV. So he wow. was just on his own. And yes. still Prince was running an 80 million industry that's, that's, in yeah. every year. Like he's, yeah. he was like making, turning over like 70 to 80 million each year, yeah. still yeah. being yeah. boycotted by, by the radio. And, 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 and yeah, the nice thing about that as well is because I remember when he did go independent and obviously the record companies at the time, doom and gloom, oh, you ain't gonna be able to do it. And, and it's good to see an artist who's been able to break away. We've seen it happen, you know, you know all our lifetimes where they've broken away and they've actually become bigger, better. Mm -hmm. you know, more that, that, that would explain, actually, that would really explain why we have puppets now, why we have mm, yeah. the manufacturing puppets mm. being the, the, on the front line because mm. I mean, I'm, like, like I said, I have, I, have, I have nothing against like John Legend, right? But that mm -hmm. thing is that it's just a project, you know what I mean? The, like the possibly best way to make it psychologically, all right, we need to make a legend. What else, like, what's the best way? We just call him legend. That already puts it in your head. Legend. Yeah? John Legend can oh, yeah. sing like, I mean, he's not the greatest singer. But who gives a fuck if you do the marketing wrong? All yeah. I need, and that's all you need. You know, like give it to them, and that's that's where the marketing, where where the business yeah. is going nowadays. So you don't really take it by like real talents. Like look at like seriously, look at Pharrell. Pharrell put like over fifteen million. How the fuck? I mean, fifteen million in like one year into his marketing yeah i mean that's it of course that is gonna be all over place you yeah. Know, like, yeah but yeah. it's just wrong because yeah. it's unfair now, isn't it really now i have people coming to me and talking like pharrell is a god as if pharrell is prince i'm like pharrell is a piece of shit if you want <laughs> come on leave me alone you know like that's <laughs> but he's kind of happy he did about the song happy though man happy, happy. Nah, that's all marketing who knows what fucking poor soul wrote that song? That's true, actually. You're right. You've touched a nerve here because I'm thinking, see how they do it. They get a guy in. They say, okay, we need a front man. So like you said, puppet. And then they're like, okay, we got, 
he's like, yeah, I can write. He's like, now nah, we don't want you writing. We've got all these guys to write for you. So these guys are going to... Even I looked at Alicia Keys the other day, man. Alicia Keys don't even write half her song. I love Alicia yeah, Keys, course, man. Well, if you look at the credits on her songs, she's written a song with like five or six different people. It's like, hold on a minute. Wait there. <laughs> so, so they keep the <laughs> money... You know, yeah, they, they give her like 2%. Here you go, it's your 2%. And you got you, 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 your fame and for Well, you got your fame and you, you know, image. And we'll just take the rest. You know what I mean? I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, like a couple, uh, few years ago, when they were working on this uh, Rihanna album, it was they, they made this hit camp, and some producers came into this house, and uh, the whole album came together in like less than two weeks without mm-hmm. Rihanna even being there for once. Like that album was even the recording that studio singers that just sounded like Rihanna. So they, they recorded that whole album. Everything was mixed. Everything was done before she even came to the studio. Really? So all she had to do was like learn the parts, sing it one-to-one, and that yeah. was it. That's really it. it. Jesus Christ, man. Cashing. Drop, 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 drop oh, knowledge, man. Ching, 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 ching. Crazy, man. Crazy. I'm sorry, I've, I've, I've had to move location three times because uh, we've, got, we've got a storm happening over here right now. I just so, heard, yeah. yeah, I can see. And I got shifted out of the kitchen because the wife's just come back, so she's making noise. So I'm now okay. in the front room with my dog that's panting like. Uh, yeah, it's too hot. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, DJ Sherry, you. I remember you telling me a story about um, you making up a sample. I can't remember exactly, but you you figured it out from scratching something. Do you remember that story? Uh, playing with my zipper. I think, yeah, with your zipper or something, you were scratching yeah, something yeah, yeah. Like, and someone was like, oh, that's really great. And you put it in a track and people were like, whoa, that's a good sample, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that was the first time I was called into, into like a real studio. It was like somebody was um, looking for that effect and I was just playing on my pants. I was wearing these winter pants and, and the zipper making rhythms. And, he, and then he was like, man, my brother's looking for something like this in, in, in the studio. I was like, what's this guy's studio? It's like, yeah, so I was like, all right, but let's wow. get the turntables. I don't, I'm not going to do it with the fucking zipper, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was uh, my first experience in the studio. Yeah, so it's, awesome. you've been around a long time, man. Anyone else got any questions? No, man. So, um, what's, what's next, man? What, what's next for you? What, after this COVID nonsense has kind of eased down, wow. what's the plan for you? Where are you going? Where are you going? Where can we? Where can we? Where can we see you um, on the turntables of steel? Saying that, yeah, saying that because you've been hit, haven't you? Really? Because you've—I mean, I know you do production and stuff on the side, but like, yeah. I guess your yeah. one of your main gigs is that you're a DJ. So you're going in the clubs every night. You yeah, and the one uh, for for minutes. I totally forgot. For, forgot about the madness, but now you, you just, you just <laughs> sorry, man. Right I'm sorry, man. Into... Sorry, man. Sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm actually in lockdown <laughs> now. Actually. So, so um, I'll share in your your tragedy. Only, tragedy. only because I, I'm not, you know, I'm hoping to come to Germany. So, I mean, Wade yeah. took me to a club sure. um, yeah. for, for his stag do, which um, was absolutely actually, amazing. Your palace. Ever, ever since, oh, ever since this madness started. Um, I've uh, only had cancelled gigs so far. Like this year, I haven't, uh, I wasn't able to play any of the gigs, and okay. uh, especially all, I also because I play like uh, bigger, 
bigger gigs like uh, yeah. we have this one place called Euro Palace is like massive yeah, uh, yeah. three thousand people fit in there so I play there once yeah. a month and I play in uh, Saarland uh, and in Switzerland for this um, promoter which is like uh, big halls three to five thousand people mm. so none of that is gonna happen for a long time I'm sure yeah. um, and then are on the production at home and stuff are you doing are you working on material at home new stuff for when yeah well time? when when it all started i had i went uh like all the other djs i guess that it's like a uh live set from home but only because i had a customer who paid it like um i was more or less uh playing a show from home being paid yeah uh, yeah nice nice <laughs> Get that money. Hey, you should think um, about that. Actually, it's a good, good, good. Uh, yeah, but then just just to go live for for my crowd, that is too much of a hustle for me. I mean, I have my radio show, um, and uh, I don't know. It's just uh, I have friends. I have artists uh, that I produce who who do go live on Twitch and different platforms, and they make probably good money with it. But for yeah. me, it's just not. Um, one thing I realized, like, you know, like when you watch daytime TV, it's trash program, right? It's the trash yeah. of the trash, yeah. like, because yeah. that's the audience. You go by the majority. So on these platforms, whatever it is, Twitch and Bingos and whatever platforms, uh, even if you go on Instagram or whatever, all this yeah, live shit, bear in mind, the majority of the people is still trash out there, mm -hmm. right? So the, the music I'm playing wouldn't, speak to many yeah of the people out there so if i was gonna play some really shit uh, uh mallorca hits or some you know like <laughs> cheesy whatever stuff on on bigo or on twitch it would probably be working better but for for yeah. my stuff i'm doing i need my yeah. crowd and i'm yeah yeah, 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 yeah that, well that's where the energy that's what i'm gonna say that's the, the thing is i mean i mean i um I, I do i do training i do sales um but for me it's about energy people bring energy and energy gives gives you the energy to give it back to them and then they give it back to you and you give it back exactly. to them and then they give it back yeah. to you and, you, and before you know it you just like yeah. it's just this, this, this circle it. man and then, and then you know and you can't get that you cannot get that over a camera. I mean, yeah. you can capture the essence of someone's, you know, person being, but that energy is, is difficult to kind of capture en masse. You know, yeah, you, you know, yeah. see those, those places. I, I need my crowds. And, and also another thing is, I've never been a set player. Like, I never did shows... Of course, like if you are if you're booked as a tour DJ, you have to do your set. Yeah, otherwise the artist is like fucked. But <laughs> other than that, when I DJ in a club, I really like to keep it spontaneously. Like yeah. if I feel like playing whatever, then you know, and and that's really depending on the crowd and the energy I'm getting. And yeah. uh, and it's all about bringing up and down, right? So you don't want to like hype them to to the whole night so you want yeah, to bring them yeah. down so they can have yeah. some drinks and yeah. Yeah. bring it back up yeah. again and work that crowd the work the work the work the work right so when I'm playing at home I'm like man what am I doing where am I going I can only go from like yeah. Yeah. that's what I noticed the way you when, the way you um control the crowd with your music it's like yo he's bringing oh he's bringing up then all of a sudden it's like a drop a slow jam and i'm like oh yeah oh, now i'm gonna touch my girl and that and then then you drop like a like a, a dirty south style beat oh back. I, I love that man and uh 
Yep. Learned that, that that happens from you, and it, it was like I didn't know that DJs did that sort of thing. But then I think I was speaking to you about it and someone else, and they were telling me, "Yeah, hey, do you notice the way he controls?" But I was like, "Actually, I never realised that, man." But yeah, I mean, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> that that that's why um, there was there was a techno. I think it was Gabba techno, and literally it's uh, the same <laughs> beat at the same um, beats per minute all the way through. So there's no time for you to go for a drink because he's like, nah, 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 nah. and so like, it's just literally like that. It's amazing to watch. <laughs> Obviously, you do need you do need some help staying awake and all that, but um, yeah. <laughs> but it's big. It's big. I think that's kind of like um, you got to take. It's like speed. You know, you got to take these drugs to kind of survive. Oh, no, I don't moment. know what times with drugs you're talking. I mean, I got about coffee or Red Bull. I don't know what you're talking. No, about. I, was, I was thinking like you know, Gabba style. You need like speed. It's like techno and trance. No, 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 because there's certain types. Thing is, there's certain types of techno, and that's the thing you see. You know, you can, and that's the thing with music is that even though you might have a genre, there's also subgenres of a genre, and, and there's and there's also in some cases subgenres of that genre. If you think of, for example, drum and bass, which mm-hmm. then became jungle, which then became um, in, um, intelligent drum and bass, which then became liquid drum and bass. You know, all these initiations of, of one thing, and mm. some of them have got the defining style. It's like I used to love LTJ Bookham. I would follow LTJ Bookham around the UK, man. Now, he was real down tempo drum and bass, but because he had Conrad MC over all of these things, it sounded dread. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then you had the opposite end of the scale, like Randall, Shy FX, Mickey Finn, who were like jump up, jump up, jump up, jump up. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, Music, music's beautiful, man. Music is beautiful. I think anytime I'm feeling down, I just put on my tunes, and I think it's that, that it's that it's a it's a soul thing, man. It, it touches your soul, doesn't it? Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. Man. Like like Michael said, music has healing power, healing powers, and uh, for me, it's definitely like one thing my my wife we had to like really uh, get along with was. Uh, the music is my first love, right? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Number you one to know, man. She has to be told, uh, man. Did you, did you, did you ever meet Michael Jackson? No, unfortunately, I never met Michael Jackson. Oh. I met his his dodgy manager. He had this weird German dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I never. I met I met Lotaya Jackson. So I met her. Okay. okay. And and man. I was just about like just pull her pants down or something. <laughs> no, I was no, no. so sure. I was so sure that's just Michael covering up. Really? Like, looked like, I was like, no, this, this is not Latina. Uh, uh, I'm going to say, if you, if you have said Janet, then I would have definitely said, yeah, man, I would have been behind you for that. But, <laughs> isn't Latoya Jackson attractive too, though, isn't she? Yeah, no, yeah, but ja- Janet Jackson, man, when she um, did the River Nation tour, she had on all her, oh, her yeah, yeah. And her levers and all her gloves and that, and she was looking like she was ready to fight you, fight you and beat you down. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so um what what do you think is um do you think it's easier now to be a dj as opposed to back in the day because obviously you used to have to look for your records and you know but now you got everything's mp3 do you think how do you feel about the modern day dj because i think a lot of people are kind of winging it you know what i mean they're, they're kind of fake yeah, well, like everybody's a dj nowadays yeah isn't it? that's it and um, and also another thing is ever since the 90s, which became the DJ years, as far as producers, all big name producers was DJs, the sampling mm-hmm. sound mm-hmm. and stuff we talked about. Yeah. So so now DJs being playing another role, like the record companies discovered that they can make 
DJ is, is just a service guy if yeah. you book him for a wedding, but DJ also can be a brand. Yeah. So that's yeah. what they figure out like really early and start like ruin the whole DJ aspect. Like, for yeah. example, I'm, I'm going to have to like, I, I don't usually like dissing people, but in this case, I'm going to have to do it. So you get like projects, like some, let's say there's some German dude sitting in a record company, whatever, Sony Ultra, whatever, big Sony company, right? So mm. he's saying like, all right, we need a new project. We need a new DJ project. Mm. So then he listens to some songs, whatever the, the publishing site, Sony ATV has on the table, like the peak ones. So they're like, oh yeah, this is a good song. So, all right. So now we have a song. So we need a dude to put it, put him as a DJ. So they just look around maybe for five minutes on some Facebook, Instagram, find some young idiots <laughs> in some, in some uh, town in the boonies. Some, yeah. You know, some, something absolutely irrelevant guy. And uh, they go to his parents, they talk to the parents and they're like, all right, so we make a contract. This is going to, what's going to look like. This is what he's do. So from, one day to another, they come up with stories and songs that are hitting the charts like massively. And then you have like some, let's say, Robin Schulz or Felix Thien. Yeah. And then, so now people compare, they'd be like, so you're a DJ and Felix Thien is a DJ too, but he's a real DJ, right? You're not a real DJ. And, and you're like, man, he's not even producing. He can't even play. Yeah, and It's just a puppet again. That's yeah. just what yeah. they put you think, in your head. Well, what annoys me is when you get these, um, like these cheesy, um, like film stars who then decide that they're gonna, you know, be DJs. And we had it happened a few times over here where someone from Coronation Street has, has been given permission to spin the wheels of steel, man. And you know, people <laughs> have turned up to hear them play the same music that the guy was playing the week before, but because they're playing, so it makes it more special. That noise, yeah. that noise, the life out of me. Um, yeah. it, it, it really does, but. That's what I feel about like David, David Guetta and people like this. I'm like, huh? Calvin Harris. Yeah, I'm just like, huh? What is it? Calvin what? Harris. What the hell? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. You know, is he Calvin Harris? I actually think he's bought some really good tunes out back in the day. I mean, I mean some, yeah, some, sure. some of these kids even develop later. Like, I mean, I'm not saying they're all shit. You know what I mean? They, they <laughs> for sure have a passion and some sort of talent yeah. there and, and uh, enough money to actually get some lessons or whatever you know to yeah yeah Calvin Harris he has brought out some, yeah. some, some zingers man um, I, I, can't I, Afro, I can't deny I can't deny I remember when Afrojack started he was he was Afrojack was just putting stuff on the internet and mm. uh, in the meantime he was working in a club uh, in Rotterdam as a barman and when I used to DJ there I used to love Nick Nick is Afrojack when he was at the bar because he would always hook me up mm. and um, the producers who was producing Chucky at the time um, decided to go for the new project like produce another DJ and make him big and uh, Afrojack came as a as a project like he was not involved in any of the music that they were producing he was not a real DJ even yet but then with the time, he became really good. Even as a producer, he became really yeah, good. You know? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess he was just blessed enough, especially after fucking Paris Hilton. It was like he was on the next level already. You know. 
pa- Paris Hilton. Yeah, was your DJ too? That's what I'm on about. Fake celebrities. I'm sure she's a DJ. I'm sure I saw one. She has. She has DJ man. I've seen her messing around on decks like she knows what she's doing. So I have this one story. I have with Paris. I have to say, there was this one night I was supposed to DJ for for some special event where Paris Hilton was coming. And because I knew the manager, I didn't ask for money. All I asked for was like, give me a picture with Paris that I can use officially. Okay. So he agreed, but then the night went really mad. Like um, it was too crowded, too much of a press. And uh, I never got to take my picture, right? But uh, I was with Rothart, like a G unit member and Paris had just checked 50 cents, Mm. which came really bad for her marketing. So, when the manager saw, knew that I was with Rothaus, the G-Unit guy, he said, Sherry, please, you have to stay away from Paris. Please don't even, like, I don't need any of that shit G-Unit come back again, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to take care of, of Hot Rod, and uh, the only way was, like, just get him drunk. So I was getting drunk myself, too. <laughs> and then uh, after this event, we were going on a, like, underground event, something I had hooked up for them at a club called Zanzibar at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but it was like just private, right? Like uh, nothing official. Uh, so we went to that club and then we all, I was already pissed. Harris got really pissed. And then I caught a moment where the security was just lacking, right? Like they were not <laughs> looking. <laughs> and I, I took my phone and I still have this video. I never released it yet, but I took my phone. It was a shit like one of those iPhone 3s. I had to turn it around with the lights. Yeah. So I'm holding my phone and walking up as drunk as I was to Paris, right? And she's standing on this couch dancing. And uh, I go like, Paris. And then she's like, yes, hon. <laughs> I don't know why. The next thing I said, I still don't know why I said it. <laughs> Because all I could see was her tits in my face, right? She was standing on this couch, right? So when she came down and said, Yes, Han, I said, Can I can I have a bite? And then she said, What? And then she pointed to her tits. I was like, Can I have a bite? And she was like, Okay. So she pulled it down and I'm I'm taping this with with my thing. I'm going like, blah, 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 kissing his nipples, no. right? Really? Oh, so, yeah. And then it took That's like, worth some money feet. there. It, it felt like three minutes, but it, it was probably three seconds. The security took my arm and like they took me away. And oh, so, he was wow. Yeah. And then the manager came up to me and he was like, Sherry, since you didn't get your picture, I let you keep that fucking video, but don't ever release it. Like, no reason. All right. All right. Send it to me. I'll release it. <laughs> yeah, I know you would. I'll release it. <laughs> We'll all be famous after that. Uh, exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll all be famous <laughs> after that. Um, so what would you recommend now for somebody who wants to get into DJing? What would you recommend? Would you recommend to go with the old roots, like the way you learned it? Or would you say, you know what, just skip all that, go to the new stuff? Because I think there's, a, there's like a pilgrimage you got to do be- to become a DJ. It's the same with me. I say when, when you got to play the piano, it's a pilgrimage you right. it, it depends who that person is who I'm telling. If it was like my kid, I'd be like, no nah, man, forget that shit. Go study something, go learn something proper and all I'm that saying, shit. But, um, if you yeah. have to do it. Uh, if it was someone like me who would like not give a fuck and would definitely want to go his way, then uh, there's nothing you can tell him, man. Just find your passion, find your love and go for it. Okay. All right, good. So um, also... You're a producer. You still do, do you still use Logic? 
Or did you move to Pro or use the Pro Tools? I can't remember. Um, working with Americans, I get a lot of times Pro Tools sessions, but it's more of a headache for me. Mm. So I stay, I stay with the Logic. Yeah, I like Logic too. Logic Power yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, so what would you recommend for somebody starting out as a producer? You know, like, this is another thing I hate. I saw a guy the other day, he was like 17, and he got lucky. Because that's what it is. You get lucky sometimes. You, you send the track out, and everyone likes it for some reason. And, uh, you know, this, and then this guy did a video about, yeah, you know, and I've been producing now for a year, and I'm like the best thing, you know. And I'm like, dude, I've been producing for like over 20 years. Okay, I've never had a hit, but that's not because I'm crap. That's because I didn't get the right marketing. You got lucky, yeah. you know. And now you well, made it's, it. It's it's a very it's a very tough times now. Like um, not too long ago, one of my one of my fan kids um, always like send messages and stuff. He sent me. A, he asked me if I would listen to some of his tracks, and I was like, man, I didn't even know you you produce, right? Mm -hmm. So he sent me some tracks, and I was blown away. I was thinking <laughs> like, there's no way this kid. I mean, those effects and everything behind the production. It was just perfect. So yeah. I had to invite him in. I was like, how do you produce these tracks? He was like, I just have my laptop. I was like, all right, just bring your laptop. So he came with his laptop. And what happened was he was using mom's credit card to buy all kinds of sample CDs, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was just pulling together those presets. Yeah. And barely, like, I mean, those... I mean, there's some really good sample CDs out there, uh, or like even in, on master loops or whatever. It's not a shame to use them, but it's a shame if you just if that's all you can do. You know what I mean? If you don't know how to actually produce a song, if you don't know about effects, about uh, frequencies, about there's so much behind it mm -hmm. that makes music interesting. You know, makes it become yeah. alive. So yeah. a lot of those kids are writing of some some companies some smart companies making sure that's lots of money with these sample cds but uh they're writing off their uh hype like they did they're not real producers to me yeah that's what i feel like too i'm like you're not a producer man you got lucky you got some it's like using one of them um, programs like fruity loops or something back in the day yeah, yeah, yeah you got all the preset like you said preset samples I, put together i, I, like, I, 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 I suppose <coughs> though in one way you know anyone who does get lucky it, it does it. then open up. It, de it does. It then does open up the possibility that they're going to then go off and learn their trade properly. So you know, it, you it's, think? Yeah. Some, 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 but the thing is, you know, a, a true artist. So this this young boy, for argument's sake, you know, he's realised that he can put things together and make them sound good. Now he knows that in order for him to go further, he's going to have to understand the mechanics of sound. Mm. You know, like DJ said. Yeah, like I said, there's always a possibility know. for them to develop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. go off and, and, and learn his craft and then actually yeah. start putting his own stamp on his music as well. So, mm. you know, yeah, some people get lucky, mate. It's one of those, isn't it? One of all. Hey, you've got six, you've, you've got 6,000 record songs on your hard drive and you're moaning about not being found. How many of those 6,000 records are out there again? I'm doing a sample uh, CD. I'm doing a sample CD. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Well, listen, I always think back to when I was, I was, I was driving vans to Scotland every day, and I love my job, man, and this one banger of a tune came out, and it was an instrumental, and it was by a young French producer who 
he's so young that his tune wasn't even he wasn't even allowed to go into the into the clubs to hear his tune getting drops. And uh, there's a guy called Madian. I don't know if you know him, uh, DJ Sherry. And he did a song called Icarus. And this was such a big kind of dubstep kind of tune. It was just big, man. The, like the breakdowns and the chopping of this song was something else, man. And it was just such a big tune that, you know, that guy displayed his talents. And there are some exceptional young people coming through in, in every part of music, of including DJs. But like I say, you're getting a lot of people now who are just looking to use equipment and to do the work for them and you know like i say little cheats and that to yeah. get themselves to the, the end goal and some it's a shame because it will work but for others you know they actually want to take the long path they want yeah. to go through the painstaking yeah. thing of learning the craft and applying it and i think that's the beautiful thing that's when you find the beautiful music yeah no exactly i don't know um like i said I look out for no. if you don't know it madian um m-a-d-e-o-n and the song's called Icarus. It's a badass tune, man. That tune is bad. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, you know what? Um, let's cut this for today. But we hope, I hope we can get you on again, man, Sherry. What are you saying, man? Can you come on again? Yeah, yeah we're going to man. Listen, man. I've got to come to one of your clubs when you're playing. Yes. <laughs> Put on the most comfortable footwear I can find. I'm gonna dance, man. Actually, I, 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 actually, I tell you, I, I tried to get him for my wedding, man. He would have been, he was like my first choice, but I couldn't get him that day, man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> when I get married again, you, you're there. Yeah. You're there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Thanks for having me, though. Um, yeah. Just hit me up. You stay in contact, yeah. Yeah. You got any yeah, anything to promote? Your Instagram, what's your Instagram and everything? Your handles. Oh uh, yeah, man. Just hit me up. Wherever, Instagram, DJ uh, Sherry, DJ Sherry, uh, uh, Facebook, DJ Sherry Show, and uh, here Mixcloud, you can listen to my shows. Yeah, yeah, man, awesome, awesome, yes, man, fans. Um, Simon, you guys can say, no, man, I'm just this tune, man. I just feel like it should get more of an air in, man. I feel like we should just get it up and rock it. I don't have the sample, I'll use it in my group. <laughs> Today. I'm gonna send it to you. <laughs> no, do you got anything? DJ Sherry, man, it's really honour to hear you, to hear your story, uh, stories. So I think there's so much. You just scratched the surface, really. Yeah. So I think you know when when when, when lockdown's over, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna buy a bottle of Hague, and I'm gonna come over to Frankfurt. We're gonna just find the bar, sit outside, and we'll sit, and you can tell me the rest, man. I'm bringing the space cakes, man. Sack it. <laughs> I'm just gonna hit you with one of these. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, man. We'll see yeah. you next, next week, man. Week, guys. All right, peace, 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 peace. See you later, man. See you later.